Hey folks, um, episode uh, six of Finance Scams. Um, we were going to have a guest for us for you this week, but unfortunately, um, he had some personal issues to take care of, so he needs to bail. And as a result, um, we're basically doing this. this is going to be our first pod, which is guestless. So uh, without further ado, this is Neil, um, your host of the most. And this is Phil, you know. Hey everyone. Yeah, your host, your host from across the pond, as they say. Who knows nothing? <laughs> I, I mean, assume we're just going to be talking about England's, you know, Euro victory. Sure, for sure. The whole hour. I mean, that could be our, that could be like our podcast <laughs> interview segment because you know we don't have anybody to interview. We can talk about your joy of the joy of the Euro. Not the not the I, currency. Pretty good. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, we we don't like the Euro. Worthless currency. <laughs> yeah, so um, what's going on in your world, Phil? Tell me more about sports. And Well, England know. won that first Euro opener, so that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, you guys did well in soccer, you know, that's what we call no, it. We don't, we don't call it soccer, no, it's an insult. I call it soccer. <laughs> well, at least I know what you mean. But fine, it's basically America calls it that for some silly reason. I mean, America is the entire world, isn't it? So, you know, we should. Definitely all called soccer. Yeah, you see, you didn't even qualify for the Euros. What a terrible team. <laughs> you know what? We play in the better conference. We play in better, you know, uh, league. the CONCACAF. We the CONCACAF <laughs> Gold Cup, man. Oh, yeah. what's Yeah, isn't it, isn't Brazil playing someone? You didn't even make that final, I don't think. No. Mexico usually does pretty well there. They usually win. Yeah, they're always pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But, you know... Um, yeah, yeah, they're they're playing someone today, Brazil, in some kind of final. Uh, I can't remember what it was. Brazil against someone, anyway. But there you go. Yeah, there so England go. won. Not a great performance, but good enough to win. So <laughs> That's hilarious. It's a start. Yeah, I mean, congratulations I, to to you guys. Um, you know, thank you for a um, a country that really cares a lot about footy. You guys are really terrible at it. So this <laughs> is uh. This is a good start. Oh, we finished fourth in the last World Cup. Oh, you did? Oh, I didn't yeah. even realize that. I mean, because I'm used to like hearing about... Um... Oh, right. I didn't really pay attention to the last World Cup because the U.S. didn't make it. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, there you go. You haven't even qualified for the last World Cup. Yeah, so the last World Cup doesn't the count. Russia. It, does, it didn't happen. Never happened. Of course not. If America's not there, it doesn't count. Exactly. I'm glad you understand this. I mean, you have to understand this now that, you know... Given that uh, Brexit happened, then you're now America's bitch. So whatever we say goes. <laughs> hey, Biden loves him. Loves us. We gave him a barbecue this weekend. <laughs> He's in Cornwall at the moment. I mean... <sighs> I guess he likes your barbecue for some reason. Yeah, we, we bought him a cross, took him to the beach. <laughs> Obviously, you have terrible beaches in America, so oh, no, know, he either, likes either. Cornwall now. <laughs> I mean, there's no accounting for taste there, but I guess, uh, you know. And he's, he's angry over do. Northern Ireland. Sausages in Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland sausages are probably pretty terrible, I'm sure. I, I, I mean, I agree with Biden on that. Sausages generally are terrible, aren't they? Cheap meat. Yeah, I mean, I've never had it, but I've, you know, I, I, can honestly, I honestly can instantly tell English sausage um, <laughs> must be terrible. We have, we have good sausages. Not your like horrible hot dog ones. What's a corn dog? You wrap it in 
You wrap it in like basically in batter or something. Yeah, yeah. You basically like you know have like corn flour. You just roll it around, and then you like deep fry it, and then you eat it. Corn corn dogs are amazing, man. Can't hate on that. Yeah, we don't get them over here. I've never seen one anywhere in Europe. I mean, but anyway, yeah, because but I mean, you guys have some good stuff in Europe. Um, like you know, German sausages are pretty good. Um, yeah, verse curry verse always good. Yeah, yeah. Um, French cheeses are alright. Yeah, uh, a bit moldy. Yeah, you know, you know, I really like fish and chips from Australia. They're a lot better than, unlike the English version. Because <laughs> it, there's a shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> yeah, but even though um, you know Australia is not part of Europe, you know. Yeah, but speaking, they're in Eurovision, so they're okay. Yeah, they're okay. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, being let's be honest here. Um, Euro is going well for you. Um, you yeah, have... so we've got Scotland play. We're playing Scotland on Friday, so that'll be a big game. Right. And the G7, there's no there's no major protests which are happening to ruin your day, so to speak. Uh, there's a few, but they're out of the way, so it's okay. No one really cares about them. <laughs> and yeah, okay, on that note, let's go ahead and uh, move on to talking about crypto shit. Alright. So, um... Uh, as you all know, um, in the high-end cap world, the market's kind of been crabbing, as we, as we talked about last week. You remember that term, Phil? Yeah, I learned it. It's going nowhere. Going nowhere, yeah. We've, we've basically continued to crab. So we don't really have any, like, currencies to talk about. We don't have anything, like, really surprising. I guess the one thing that's notable is that a lot of stable coins, coins which basically pegged to, like, the dollar, they even rise on a coin, coin market cap, which basically just tells you there's no action. So the coins which... Basically, say that we should keep their value at the same level like all the time. They're doing great. So you know, if you own some tether, if you own some die, if you own some um, UST, you're doing great right now. I mean, you had a you had a total you know unlike other coins in the market, which basically all lost value. You kept it. You kept at the same level. Great performance. You crabbed. You crabbed well. You crabbed well. Yes. Yes. Crabbed flat. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah mine, mine's gone nowhere. My, most of mine's in Bitcoin, and even Ethereum's not really going anywhere, is it? How's your Shiba going? Oh, God, I don't even check that anymore. Do it. Check it. <laughs> oh, you're going to make me log into Binance, the world's slowest website. Yeah, I'm going to make you log into Binance and check out your Shiba. There were times when I tried to log into that where it sent you, you know, the email link, and by the time it had arrived, it had expired. Mm-hmm. Just because, I don't know, that website's pretty rubbish. Right. Right. right, where's my phone? I'm sure I have two-factor off on this, as everyone should. <laughs> That's funny. You gotta have two-factor on, man. Two-factor. Yeah, vital. I didn't have two-factor off on my Steam account, and some Russians took control of it, so that was fun. There you go, security tip from Phil. Make sure you have your two-factor on always, or else no Russians oh, will take ru- <laughs> Russians will get it. I opened my email account, and there are about 50 emails from Steam all in Russian, so clearly some Russians took control of it. Did they, did they enjoy uh, your games? I, I don't know what they did. They probably played I, I don't Fortnite. really know what's the point in stealing someone's Steam account, to be honest. At best, they can just play the games I have on it. <laughs> yeah, so my sheep is worth nothing. Six million of them is worth $38. How much did you spend to buy them? I think I spent about $150 on that. So it, it's just tanked. Look, Phil, you just keep on holding it. Keep on holding it. 
and it will eventually get back to 150. Well, maybe in like 10 years or something. Yeah, maybe in 10 years. <laughs> is, there, is there actually any chance of it going up? Who knows? I mean, if the market, if the market comes back, then in the mean coins come back, then people will be like, okay, Shiba, let's buy Shiba. And that's, that's a good time you, to buy it. And that's how you come back, Phil. Um, but they'll hit the dollar, then I'll be a millionaire. <laughs> Shiba's not hitting the dollar, man. Not like Doge. <laughs> Sorry. Even a cent would be nice at this point. Yeah, I mean, if it hit a cent, man, you'd be, you'd be gold. I'd be alright, actually, yeah. You would be grand or something. You'd be rich, yeah. You'd have enough money to... Like, no, you wouldn't be rich, but you'd have enough money to actually, you know, do an even better trip to America and actually fly here in first class. <laughs> Yeah, well, once COVID sorted out, you're on our amber list, I think, at the moment. Oof. Yeah. But, so uh, we have to quarantine for 10 days after visiting. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you have to quarantine when you come visit us, which is the whole point. But I think when you fly back... Actually, no, you should be yeah. fine, man. You should be fine. I don't think that... Yeah, what's the rules? Can I come and visit America now? Yeah. Do they let British people come? I mean, it's state by state, but the rules are pretty fun. They're pretty lax. Unless you go to Hawaii, I think Hawaii is still pretty hard. Ah, right. I'll avoid that then. They might even—they might not—they might not even let you into Hawaii. So. Nah, that's no big loss, is it? <laughs> yeah, definitely not a big loss. You don't—you never want to go to Hawaii, of course. Absolutely boring. Like, what is there to do there? You know, beaches that I are worse than Cornwall. Exactly. We've got beaches down south here. Why would <laughs> I fly to Hawaii for that? <laughs> Oh, Joe man. Biden loves it here. <laughs> Alright, so uh, we talked about Market Crabbing. We talked about your Shiba, you know, doing jack shit. Yeah, just just bombing. Yeah, but you know, Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin has had some good news this week. I mean, it did? It did, yeah, yeah. Um, have, you ever, have you ever heard of El Salvador? I think I, they make fun of it a lot on The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably yeah. about all I know. It's a tiny country, isn't it? Yeah, alright, so let me inform you, Phil, that El Salvador is a country. It is located in Central America. And there have been the news recently because of, you know, actually, you don't know, but they made Bitcoin legal tender. Oh, nice. This is where I say, yeah, of course I knew that. You know, I, re- well, I read the that, news, you dumb fuck. I mean, the BBC had it. Even BBC reported that one. <laughs> Right. So there are other tenders, there are other currencies, the dollar, so how does that work? Presumably, the American government doesn't send them dollar bills, right? No, the government, the American government does not send them dollar bills. So what, do they just sort of collect yeah. them as they can and use yeah. them as their own currency? Um, yeah, pretty much. They probably also buy some dollar bills, too. They keep it in, like, their treasury. But anyway, oh, okay. yeah. The Elvis Salva store, you know, Bitcoin is not legal tender. And you know what that means, is that since it's legal tender... Um, they've also like officially passed laws to make sure that people can actually pay their taxes in crypto in Bitcoin, and they can also uh, and also like exchanges of Bitcoin aren't taxed. So you know you can hold Bitcoin in El Salvador. You can basically do arbitrage with Bitcoin in El Salvador. So basically, you can like um, trade it at its high and then sell it. And then wait for the crash, and then buy it again. Those transactions will not be taxable in El Salvador. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, like, every shop's gonna have to accept it. Yeah, pretty much. 
and they'll have to have Bitcoin ATMs, which is that big of a deal, I guess. So How really- would a Bitcoin ATM work? You type in your wallet code or whatever, and then it brings up your balance, is that, and then it converts it to dollars for you? Um, yeah, I guess so. I haven't really used one. I just see the memes about Bitcoin <laughs> ATMs. Apparently, so like, if you, so, if you went to buy, I don't know, some food or something, a burger, mm-hmm. you could, you'd have to sort of transfer money from your wallet to the restaurant. Um, yeah, I would assume you have to do that. Um, then what about all the fees? And can't it take like two hours to transfer or something? <laughs> like, yeah, it, the whole it, point it, of fast food is it's pretty fast. Like yeah, if I'm it, waiting two hours right. for my money to clear, I'm not going to be very happy. All right, let's be clear. I mean, transacting with Bitcoin to pay for your food is unfeasible because of, as you mentioned, the uh, transaction fees and, of course, the uh, time to actually get the transaction verified. So, right, so it would be more for big purchases like, I don't know, cars or houses, potentially? Yeah, yeah, it'd be more for stuff like that. So you transfer all your Bitcoin to some, I don't know, housing company and then suddenly it crashes they kind of get screwed over don't they yeah they do <laughs> oh well <laughs> them. exactly such for them basically yeah so presumably most people won't use it for much things it, it seems a strange thing to do if it's so volatile where you know like within an hour it could have dropped so you've bought a house right the person you bought it from then suddenly you loses what five percent of their money yeah yeah Right, seems a bit odd. But risky. You know, it is risky, but um, I think El Salvador actually approved it because their own currency isn't that you know valuable. And they also. Well, I read a lot of their GDP comes from people just sending money back to the country. Like a lot of people, uh, do they emigrate to America and then you know send money back to their family? Yeah, that sounds about, that sounds about right. So I guess they'll probably just transfer Bitcoin back now, maybe. Either that, or what they will do instead is that people will essentially just, um, or maybe make it like a crypto haven. So like a lot of cryptocurrency um, investors will take flock to El Salvador. That's the hope. Ah, and so like um, loads of company tech companies might set up there doing stuff with crypto and right. Or you, you know, know Roger Ver. Maybe stuff. maybe yeah. Vitalik will move down there. Maybe you can get CZ. Everybody flees El Salvador. Maybe, well, maybe, yeah. Yeah, you know. I'll set up some Coinbase offices there for noobs <laughs> like me. <laughs> oh man, have you have you actually figured out how to actually you know use MetaMask yet? Oh God, no, no. I just look at my numbers in Coinbase, crabbing, and get sad. All right, all right. So you have your Coinbase account, you have your Binance account. You have to learn how to use MetaMask. You have to actually learn how to transfer money, or transfer crypto. From, you know, your exchange to your wallet. And that that's done through MetaMask, is it? I mean, that's one that's one platform you can use. You can also use Trust Wallet, too. So it's keeping your money on, like, Coinbase and Kraken. Is that safe? I mean, it is safe. Um, you're probably not going to get hacked. Uh, I mean, they could get hacked. But you're, they're probably not going to get hacked. You're probably not gonna lose your money there. Uh, you're probably, you're definitely, you're probably, you're, I'd say in all likelihood you're safe. Um, okay, I think Kraken has, I think Kraken has that issue. I think Kraken has that issue. But, uh oh. But that was a long I, time ago. 
Because they all say it's like cold storage. What does that actually mean? They basically like store it like offline, not connected to anything. Ah, right. So no one can access your wallet and yeah, take coins out of it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. So at least I'm sort of safe with where they are at the moment. Right. But anyway, you need to learn how to use MetaMask so you can actually go ahead and participate in decentralized finance and make the money that way. So I, I, well, I transfer Bitcoin to MetaMask and then use that to buy, I don't know, stuff on the Phantom Network? Well, theoretically, yes, but you can't really do it that way. Um, what you need to do, for example, is, for example, like with your Bitcoin, you can't transfer Bitcoin onto MetaMask because Bitcoin does, MetaMask does not support the Bitcoin network. But if you want to like transfer some form of Bitcoin over, you have to get something called Rat Bitcoin. Which is basically Bitcoin, which exists on Ethereum. And so ah, so I've got some Ethereum anyway. No, you don't need Ethereum. You need wrap. I mean, you do need Ethereum for the chemical gas fees. But what you do is you per you exchange your Bitcoin to the wrapped Bitcoin. Then you transfer your wrapped Bitcoin to your MetaMask wallet because MetaMask will support the wrapped Bitcoin because the wrapped Bitcoin is essentially Bitcoin that is not on the Bitcoin network, but it's been basically pegged to Bitcoin, but it exists on Ethereum. So, right. because of that... So you it's the same value, is it? So, yeah. like, one Bitcoin is the same as a rapid Bitcoin? Yeah, yeah. There might be some price fluctuations, but nothing major. It's okay. something you can, like, really arbitrate or anything like that. But yeah, so you transfer that wrapped Bitcoin purchased to your wallet, and that wallet, and it should be, it'll be on the Ethereum network, or it could be on the Binance network, it could even be on the Phantom network, thing of what wrapped product you buy. And then from there you can trade that then from there you have your Bitcoin on these networks. And then you can use your Bitcoin to essentially trade in DeFi for that. Then I could get some Phantom Sheep. Yeah, you get some Phantom Sheep using your wrapped Bitcoin, theoretically. Awesome. I'll have to look into that because yeah, everything's crabbing. <laughs> I need to do some moves. Right. Right. But yeah, speaking of moves, um, I guess transitioning from this high impact stuff with El Salvador, I think we've covered it quite a bit, um, to like the long cap world. So the long cap world has been pretty interesting this week. Um, I'd say that there really has been, I mean, Phantom obviously has had a great launch that we had last week in pre-sale that money. His product, like it launched. And it's done really well. It's basically done like a 5x. Um, it's Ooh, actually it's because of us. It's definitely because of us. Yeah, you know we, we had the, so. we had the Midas touch. Exactly. <laughs> Everything turns to gold with us. Everything turns to gold with us. Yeah. So this product launch was really successful. Um, they're actually going to have a new. They're actually going to have a coin launching on it next week on Monday, called Only Yours. It's basically like another sort of like you know porn based coin. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, just like you know, OnlyFans, Lonely Fans are like Come Rocket, Come Rocket, which is all like basically, <laughs> um, you know, um, coins that are based around porn. This, this is another creepy, creepy coins. We we need a new term for them. Okay, so creepy coins. Okay, yeah. There we go. Yeah. So, you heard it here first. Okay, so yeah, we get so it's gonna so they're gonna have like a creepy coin launch on it. That's going to be pretty good for them. They'll get a lot of business out of that. 
And um, yeah, so pre-sale money did pretty well. Um, I'd say that other than that, um, the network of Phantom has been. I mean, they've had some projects launch on it, but nothing has really done gangbusters. That um, they do have, they did have something called Opera, which is based around a fork of a farm called Gugsung by Smart J. So just to give you some like, I guess. Background information here, Phil, is that um, we've already gone over like farms. We've already gone over like farms like Pancake Swap. We've already gone over farms like um, I guess farms in general. So basically, these places where you where you basically what you do is you buy a token and you basically like pair it up with another token and you just deposit it into I guess some sort of uh, you deposit it into like some sort of farm and then it basically would just give you more of that currency. Right. So is farming the same as staking, or are they different yeah, things? Yeah, yeah. Those are all the same thing. Right, okay, cool. Yeah. So, um... There was just one farm on Binance Smart Chain called Goose. And it was really successful for a long time. Before it's kind of plummeted to and crashed down to the earth recently. But anyway, so, um... Goose basically launched a farm on Phantom called Opera. Opera Swap. And so that was supposed to be a big deal. I mean... This is like a new experimental farm. Pretty excited to get like a big player like Goose over on the network and see if they would actually like have some networks product. Um, they've done alright, but they haven't done as great as they probably expected to do because they haven't really engaged with the community. They haven't really done a lot of like marketing work. They haven't really talked to people. In other words, they just have this product out there and they're trying to exist separately from like everything else. But nobody really knows about it, and like nobody really getting that involved with it. So it's kind of just crabbing. Just people don't know about it. Is that is that a problem? Um, yeah, that's a problem. I mean, actually, no. People do know about it, but I just don't think they're that interested because they haven't really engaged that hard. So yeah, I've always said branding is important. Yeah, branding is important, and they haven't really done a good job of branding. How's that logo though? Uh, oh, it's a golden golden egg with a goose. Yeah, it's pretty. That's good. goose. That's the goose logo. Opera Swap has a different logo. Ah, okay. Yeah, but the goose logo is pretty fun. And when the goose is like doing great, I would always like to scream on like Discord. You like the goose is loose, is rising. <laughs> they've they've got rhymes as well. Rhymes and memes is what you need. Yes, yes, rhymes and memes are what you need. But anyway, so that launch that did our that's kind of crabbed. Other than that, like, Phantom really hasn't had much going on for it. I'd say the real action in DeFi this week is on Matic. Um, so, let me tell you about the saga of Malt Money. Are you ready? You got some popcorn ready, Phil? I'm, I'm ready. Malt, is, is this beer related? Uh, sort of, sort of. The guy who founded this, this um, entire game uh, is a guy who goes by the name of Zero X Scotch. Cool. cool, 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 cool. You don't have you don't have any pithy comments for that name. What what did you say? Scotch. Yeah, Scotch. Ah, uh, whiskey. I I don't drink it much. <laughs> Sorry, it needed to be beer related to really catch my attention. All right, all right. Yeah. So anyway, he we la- he launched this product called Malt Money. Um, is basically a sort of like stablecoin product where 
you basically like pair your malt pair with um I guess stablecoin called die. Create like a liquidity, create like an LP. And then um you would stake it on this chain. Basically stake it on this product. And um Actually, you basically stake it on the farm, so to speak. And then for the first hour or so, like you wouldn't get any rewards. But then as you keep it late as you keep it there and as long as malt is worth more than more than die, your your LP vests, which means that over time you'll get more and more rewards. It'll kinda of like steamroll. Okay. And so you just end up getting a lot of money that way. As long as malt is above dollar or above the price of die. There's a die pegged a, a, a close to a dollar, is that how it works? Yeah, die is pegged to a dollar. That doesn't really break peg. Break peg. It's pretty good. So as long as your malt is above die, the rewards will vest. As soon as the malt goes below die, your rewards won't vest. The APR will plummet, and you won't get a lot of money. So actually, the higher the value of malt, the more money you get in the farm. And okay. so that's basically how the scheme works. Uh, the scheme worked for like a total of um, of a day or two. And I got a lot of money out of that at that point until um, it was the end of big buys. TVL went from like uh, it went from like having like two million locked up, to like a hundred million in value locked up, like overnight basically, until it crashed. <laughs> then, yeah, like, I'm looking at the graph now. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't look good. No, no. So like once the malt lost its uh peg, um, it essentially it plummeted. Um, but the thing is, they had a war chest. They had like ten million dollars in this war chest that they could spend to basically bring back the peg. And they did not. But they had they also this mechanism called arbitration, like where you basically put in money, um, while it's below peg. Buy these tokens, which are below peg, and then once peg is reached, um, the first thing they will do is they'll pay back people who bought the ARP tokens their money. So you can basically, essentially, like if you pay like fifty cents for like an ARP token, once it reaches peg, you get a, you get a dollar back for every token that you exchange. Okay. So that's that's and, like, what does that come from the war chest? Um, no, that comes from the um uh, rewards for the malt being above a dollar. Yeah, I, I yeah I can see the graph. It, it's it had the what? Oh no, this is odd million. This is not about the graph. Yeah, but this is not about the graph. Like theoretically, how it's supposed to work is like once malt is back above a dollar, um, or above a die, then the ARP token people get paid out. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. What ended up happening is that, all right, so malt plummeted to like fifty cents. Actually, no, plummeted to like thirty-seven cents, and then people um. Then at that point, there's like no more sell pressure. So people started, so the ARP tokens are starting to be bought, and malt started to rise in price. That created some momentum, and people thought peg was going like to be regained. So people started, buy, people started to buy ARP tokens. And then there are parallel, parallel, there are also people who are just buying malt. So um, the funny thing is, like, all the admins on like the malt site, or like, also like the malt telegram, and also like the malt Discord telling people to like buy the ARP tokens. And they're like, Why are you buying the you know the malt tokens? Like that's worthless. 
Um, you're getting them, you're getting them more in terms of price than you would get, you know, the ARP tokens. But like a lot of people, but I mean, there's quite a few people who are like, you know, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, what if you don't reach peg? And they're like, of course you're gonna reach peg. You know, we had the war chest. We had the war chest. Things are gonna happen. So what ends up happening is they get to 96 cents, and the people who are buying malt on the way up sell. They sell their malt before they even reach peg. <laughs> so they did it too early, right? No, they did it at the time they felt they that would be best for them. Right. Okay. They were basically saying, "Okay, we're not gonna let you reach peg." And we're going to basically make use of that war chest. So what ended up happening is that uh, Malt linked. They did not spend the war chest. And they're like, okay, we're going to dump this protocol. And we're going to create version 2. And so now they got a lot of angry people on their Discord. To the point where they have to implement slow mode. And people are, and they also have like an issue where um, people who like trusted the protocol to actually work. And so kept their LPs in the... Um, protocol and didn't like exactly like unstake them they're stuck a lot of them can't unstake at this point like there's some bugs in the site which prevent them from doing so great so their money is just locked up there so they need to be reimbursed <laughs> well are they going to reimburse them that's what they said they're going to do ah okay so they said that but yeah whether or not that happened are they trustworthy these guys i mean the guy is dr self he's from england so you know He's very trustworthy. <laughs> Theoretically speaking, yes. We only do good in England. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's what Bojo says, right? Exactly. Have you seen him? Like, look at his hair. He clearly knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's so busy, he doesn't need to comb his hair. <laughs> Bojo. Plus, he managed to marry like a 30-year-old, so he's doing all right. Good for you, Bojo. Good for you. That's certainly Definitely hasn't... married up. Certainly has nothing to do with the fact that you're a really rich politician. I don't know how rich he is, actually. Oh, okay. Well, been... I, I mean, he probably is fairly rich. He went okay. to, like, uh, Oxbridge and whatnot. I see, Oxbridge. Good for him. How did he get into Oxbridge, anyway? Money? Probably for his money. Money, <laughs> yeah. Money and who you know. Right, right, right. True that, true that. But yeah, anyway, so Malt right now is they got angry investors. They're going to try and reimburse them. That's what they say they're going to do. We'll see. I was like an idiot who bought some ARP tokens. I should not have done that. I should have just bought the Malt on the way down and then sold it before it got to a dollar. Before it got to a dollar, like everybody else. Yeah. So now, so are you due reimbursement or is yours trapped? I'm, I mean, I'm trapped basically. I mean, if. If they actually do version 2 and actually do recompensate people, I'll get recompensated. But we'll see what happens. At this point, I'm basically viewing that as like money lost. Right, okay, yeah. I mean, that's okay. I still made money off Malt anyway, because um, I like the people who are basically like saying, hey, 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 you know, hold your tokens, hold your tokens, you know, this means when I get out the peg, don't lose your best of your rewards, which was basically like rewards that were like due to you, like even after you lost peg. They're like rewards that you accumulated, so even like while Pep was lost, you'd still be getting these rewards. I basically judge it as, you know, I can forfeit those rewards. I don't need to, I don't want to deal with the pain of this thing going to zero just so I can get these rewards and hoping for it to like rise back up. That's too much of a chance. Right. And so I, I basically just sold and, you know, like everybody else like, why are you doing this? You're so stupid. I'm like, well, you know, maybe. Um, I would... I mean, I don't want to take the chance that um, 
that arm didn't work. It doesn't work at all. You didn't even get to the fast. You didn't even get back to like 96 cents. I didn't want to deal with that. You so have to, did you, you have, make a profit then? Yeah, I made a profit. Oh, uh, well, I mean, yeah. that's fine. Right. But anyway, I think the major problem with these protocols is that people don't understand that once you lose a peg, it's over. The money train's over, you know, don't try to stick around trying to get anything out, anything more out of it. You know, just exit. Don't be the sucker with the bags. Don't become yeah. don't become a member of the community. <laughs> <laughs> he sucks you in. Yeah, yeah. Don't become a member of the community. That just means you're losing money. Yeah, alright, okay. I'll bear that in mind if I ever go malting. <laughs> Malt version 2. Only on Matic. Other than that, um, speaking of, you know, Stable coins and farming and, you know, making money off things which are basically tied to a dollar. Um, there's something on Matic called Titan, which I've basically been farming for like the past week. And that's basically just parking, basically just farming it with like two pairs of coins that are tied to a dollar. And um, I've made a lot of money off that. So, nice. yeah, yeah. Basically made about. 20% off of uh, my stablecoin investments. So, essentially, that's I view that as basically like free money. So, see, oh, that's, yeah. that's the value of crypto, Phil, is that, you know, use stablecoins to actually farm other coins and not have to worry about, you know, deposit fees or losing your money. And you know you can still make money out of it. You can make more. You can make more money out of it than you could, you know, on stocks. <laughs> well, yeah, stocks. Stocks suck. Yeah, we yeah. don't like stocks. They're not as fun. Exactly. With actually, you know, probably like less risk if you think about it. Because the stablecoin the... payers aren't going to stay at, at a dollar. They're not going to lose money there. You don't know where the stock market crash. Yeah, I the guess only thing not. you're doing here is just accumulating, you know, currency. You're accumulating more cash, <laughs> and hope it goes up. You don't need to. You don't need to have. You don't need to care if it goes up or down. You know, you're making money no matter what. Because like, I mean, because you have different paths here. You can either like hold it and hope it goes up, which in the case of Titan was actually like a really good bet to make because it went up this week from three dollars to thirty dollars. Oh wow. It's yeah. a good increase. Yeah. Um, or what you can do is you can just sell it as it goes up and, you know, just accumulate money that way. And so, or, you know, sell it as it goes down. So it doesn't really matter what the price of the Titan is. All that matters is that you're making money as you sell it. Sweet. Yeah. So, you know. Um, so when people talk about their boomer stocks and they're getting some decent <laughs> performance out of it, I'm like, listen, I can actually get better performance out of, you know, just taking these two stable coins and just locking them up somewhere as a pair and farming. And I and probably have less of a risk than you do. I mean, the only oh, risk I do have is like, them, didn't I? I mean, like, yeah, I mean, the rug is a risk, but you can, you can mitigate that by going to like a trustworthy platform. Or you can just stick yourself in like AAVE and you still make a lot of money that way. Oh yeah, the uh, well, I was saying the GameStop people—they've—they've they've had another run at their uh, shares, haven't they? Haven't they gone up again recently? Yeah, but I don't think they've gone back to the old-time highs. It's just ah, uh, no, it's not quite as high as it was. So you know, if you bought out like four hundred bucks, you're still in the red. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's nowhere near uh, it's all-time high. Yeah, yeah. 
You're one of those fuckers. You're you're in the red. But AMC though, <laughs> you're not in the red. AMC, you're in the green. Well, I guess cinemas will be reopening. Uh, I, right. I assume they are in America now, so it yeah. kind of makes sense there. Rob. Not that much though. That's just no. Uh, that's just retail FOMO. today, apparently. That's just retail FOMO, man. AMC's benefiting from that um, retail stuff because of the whole GameStop thing. So that's why AMC's up because they had some good news, and so naturally it was just pumped. It was just primed to pump, and it pumped. Yeah, all the big summer films will come out too. That's probably going to help him, I guess. No, no. AM- look at AMC like you look at Dogecoin. No? Look at it like Dogecoin. Um, don't look at this. Don't look at the fundamentals. The fundamentals don't actually justify the price. The fundamentals of Dogecoin don't don't justify its price. Um, it's essentially just people buying into something as they hear about it. They hear the games and they're all just punting it up. So you don't think it's actually getting pushed up because, you know, lockdowns are over in no. America and whatnot, and people are going to actually go back to the cinema? Um, it's just I, people wanting a quick book? I mean, no. I mean, it does. That's, that is, like, part of the prime. Like, that's part of, like, the action. That's part of, like, justification. But that's the reason why it's going up so high. I mean, even... It's going higher than it was before COVID. Right. Which way higher makes up. sense if people miss the cinema a lot? No, it doesn't <laughs> make any. It doesn't make any sense if you only actually look at the, you actually look at how much money is being made at theaters, which is a lot less than it was pre-COVID. Oh yeah, it'll still take. A, I don't know, yeah. probably next year until people are you know, right. brave enough to go back with their family or whatever. Which, yeah, you know, so in terms going of you know five tickets. In terms of like being like a problem, in like terms of like being like a problem multiple stuff like that. It doesn't make any sense at all. AMC stock going up makes no sense. Essentially, you're just buying into um, her mentality, which is actually, I mean, I think it's legitimate. I think it's actually legitimate to play against the herd or play with the herd. But you have to understand that... Um, it's what I did with Doge. Is that it can, it can all come <laughs> crashing down on you. Yeah, but I still made a profit because I sold just before it crashed. So it was, was kind of nice to herd. They helped me. They helped you. You were part of the herd, though. <laughs> I was, but I escaped. I didn't get dragged down with them when they fell in the water hole or whatever. Right. That happened to you with Shiva. <laughs> oh, well, Shiva. That's a write-off. <laughs> <laughs> it died as soon as I bought it. You, you but tried... I didn't go too overboard. Right, right. You tried your herdonomics there. Your herdonomics failed you. Yeah, I, I heard there was a new doge and I went for it and it, yeah, it, it didn't pay off. <laughs> $150 wasted pretty much. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. But it it looks cool when I log in and see I've got six and a half million of them. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, your retail investor right there. <laughs> yeah, everyone take my finance advice. <laughs> All right, so uh, we covered the high end cap world. We covered the low end cap world. Um, do we have anything else we want to talk about? Oh, uh, my tip of the week is that uh, Coinbase are giving out free. Oh, what did I say? Arm is it? I can't remember why you, I said it was called now. Um, you said amp. Amp. Yeah. Yeah. Amp. So if you do a little quiz, three questions, you get like, well, I got fifty-two amp. Right. Which is worth about three dollars. So there you go. If you go on it, you can do a little quiz and get some free currency. Well, there you go, folks. Um, Phil's making everyone richer. Yep, yep. Phil's tip of the week. 
Go on to Coinbase and get yourself some AMP. Take the quiz, get AMP. <laughs> exactly. And I use Reddit to find the quiz answers, so I don't even watch their videos. Congratulations. You don't have to watch I'm not the videos. lazy. <laughs> how can you, how do you, do people actually like get those questions wrong? Like, I thought there was like no wrong answer. <laughs> I mean, it, no, I, I don't know what happens if you get it wrong. If you can just retake it and then get the coins or you're locked out. But I always just type in like Coinbase AMP quiz and someone on Reddit will have posted the answers. I think you retake they, it. They give you the, you know, their referral link. Hopefully right. you'll, you know, give them some coins or something. Right. I think you can retake it actually. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's impossible to fail. But if you want the speedy way, just Google it and Reddit. Someone will have posted it. Right. Right. It doesn't seem like he's doing very well though, so that's probably why they're giving it away. No, they give it, they give everything away. Like when they launch, like that's part of like part of the thing they do is like a promotional thing. They get some of the coin away. Quite a lot of money if they're just giving coins away. Yeah, Coinbase has a lot of money. I did see one of their offices when I was in London. My <laughs> friend had an office in. Do you know what WeWork is? Yeah, yeah. So he had an office in WeWork, so I often went to visit him. And they have this floor where you can essentially help yourself to free beer and stuff. It's a very odd place. <laughs> and Coinbase had rented out like loads of this office space, and they had just like a double office just full right. of games consoles and yep. snooker tables and yep. there were just fridges all over the place just full of champagne and beer mm-hmm. so they obviously have uh, quite a bit of money to give away right especially considering we work kind of expensive like you think you'd buy a proper office rather than renting from them but fine but yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool office they had yeah yeah i mean i've been to we works before and they are pretty cool like that but I mean, it's definitely like bougie as hell. It's a yeah, it's a weird place because yeah. you can pay to sort of rent just a a desk. Yeah, yeah. But the much. desks are often just sort of in the the like common room, so you'd yeah. be working. There'd be people drinking beer all the time, and they also had like a um, table tennis you could play. Right, right. So I'd be a bit missed if I was paying like six hundred pounds a month to you know share a desk where people are just playing ping pong all the time. You're paying for the networking opportunities, Phil. You're paying to network with these people who want to play ping pong with them. That's what you're paying yeah, well, that's for. That's only if you want to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, I just went to help myself to the free bear, which was pretty good. There you go. Unfortunately, my friend doesn't work there anymore, so he can't get the free bear. <laughs> and this was in central London, so God knows how much people pay for those kind of office spaces. So you can pay for like a desk or, you know, like a dedicated office space. Right. Right. So, yeah, Coinbase must have been paying a lot. Yeah. And that was just the entertainment room I saw. Yeah, but I mean, Coinbase has a lot of money, so they can pay for that. It's like well, a drop yeah, in the bucket. I guess it's uh, benefits to recruit the best, isn't it? Yep. Come here and you can have some champagne. Yep. Yep. While you work your 70 hour weeks or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so um, do you have any new questions for this week or no? I guess my question was if staking and farming were the same thing, but we already answered that. That they were. <laughs> they are essentially the same thing. So it says that staking sort of helps the blockchain network, so uh, like keep it secure. How how does it do that? If I stake some of my coins in that, what do oh, they? Oh, okay. Sort of by use staking, it for? by that sort of thing, what they mean is they mean essentially uh, like validating a network or something like that. Um. Or like in, in this case here, you basically make a validator who like checks transactions, 
Phantom also like a similar thing too. When you stake your phantom, you're essentially you stake it on like the phantom wallet, and then you use that as kind of like being like a you don't be like a validator per se, but you'd be helping the network out. That's if you're like staking on net. That's what I feel like doing like network based staking. But the farms right. are essentially not that sort of staking. If so I stake on the network, you know, to help them do transactions, what do I get back in return? Do they give you me get, some extra coins or something? Yeah, you get a, you get, but you would get back extra coins. And is there any risk to doing that? Like if I stake, I don't know, ten Doge, for example. Um, you can't stake Doge. And I lose it. Yeah, but, but just, uh, yeah, if you're right, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but yeah, you can't lose it. The only, the only, the only risk you incur is that the value of Doge goes down. Right. So what you're earning back is worthless. Yes. Okay. But if you stake it, can you then unstake it immediately, kind of thing? No, you can't. You can't unstake it. If you're doing like a network-based staking, you can't unstake immediately. You're locked. But for like a day or month, who decides that? Oh, it's a long term. It's a long term thing. Ah, so yeah, if I stake all my currency and then it drops, then I can't, you know, bail out and sell as it's falling, no, kind of. Not thing. right away. Ah, right. So that's the risk. There's a vesting period. Yeah. Ah, okay. And how often do they pay sort of your rewards? Is that different on each network? It varies. Yeah, it varies between networks. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and I don't think Matic has any sort of staking like that. But I definitely know Phantom does, and I know that ADA is a big, you know, staking um, network, so to speak. Right. Uh, and I also think you can stake on um, Algo, you know, Algorand. But I mean, Algorand staking is like really easy. You'll, you can just hold on Coinbase, and yeah, you know, you I've, I've got some on there. I can't remember what. I've... My lifetime rewards is ninety-one pence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well. Since oh god, how's that going? So basically, every day I get a penny. Congratulations on your penny today. It's going well, yeah. <laughs> February the twenty-first, I've almost made one pound, which is I guess one and a half dollars or something. And what? By the end of the year, you will have enough to buy a pint. What's that, sorry? I said by the end of the year, you'll have enough to buy a pint. Ooh, probably just about, yeah. As long <laughs> as I go somewhere cheap. Right. Right. But I don't have much of it. I only have 51 of them. Yeah. So it's not like I've got a lot invested. But yeah, it's slowly, slowly getting me beer money. It's slowly getting bigger too. Oh, I suppose, yeah. It's, so it's all compounded on top of what I've earned, I suppose, yeah. Right, right, right. Though it seems to have dropped recently. I'm not even getting a penny a day the last few days. Oh, God. Yeah, I'll go as tanked like everything else. But it's tanked a lot less than everything else because the value on coin market cap has risen from like the forties to like thirty-one. Yeah, yeah, it's it's sort of on its way up a bit at the moment. Three percent in the last day. <laughs> <laughs> I need that beer money. I need it to go up. You need that beer money to go up. Yeah, that's true. It's the euros. I need as much beer as possible. All right. Um, I think we should probably we should probably wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, we're getting a bit deviated. Yes. Yeah. So, um, all right. Any closing thoughts, Phil? Oh, no, just getting ready for the next Euro game, which is North Macedonia against Austria. Fascinating stuff. I won't be so, watching. I know everyone's that. excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're not going to watch any of the games. No. I no. Thought you're a big football fan. 
you know, I'll be watching some basketball. You know, I'll be watching some, you know, Brooklyn Nets versus uh, Milwaukee. Oh, actually, Bucks. that game's or, that game's on now. Austria are currently winning. That's football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Don't watch basketball. Oh, okay. It's, got, it's so boring when oh, everyone. So you're talking about like so you're talking so you're talking about North Macedonia versus Austria. Yes, in the Euros. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about basketball. The, the scores get too high. It gets boring. <laughs> all right, all right. That's fair. We don't want to start an argument here. No. But there no. are a lot of advert breaks in basketball, too. That's, that's true, that's true. I mean... It's just American sports in general, really. Whereas, you know, with with you with your footy, the entire field's an advertisement. The entire jerseys are advertisements. You know, everything around it is an advertisement. You're just looking at... Yeah, it's the same in American sports, isn't it? Doesn't Don't you have... Uh, Advertising in the stadium? Yeah, we do. But we also have, we also have fucking rushes to watch too, which really are, are very enjoyable for people. Well, then they delay the game so they can show adverts in some of your sports. <laughs> true. Is, they is do that it. true? Yeah, they do do. At that. least at least we get forty five minutes inter- uninterrupted. We call them we call them television breaks. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's ad breaks. Yes, we get ad breaks. The adverts. It, it's great for the players, though. It gives them rest time. It's cheating. And don't you care about don't you care about player wellness, Phil? I mean, they should be able to run. Around. How long is a basketball game? I don't even know. It's like three or four hours. Really? They last that long? Because of, because of all the breaks. <laughs> <laughs> How long's the actual playtime? It's an hour. So an hour match lasts three hours. Actually, no, the actual playtime is supposed to be theoretically forty-eight minutes because it's supposed to be called four twelve-minute periods. But, and that takes three hours to get through. Because you have half time and you have all the breaks. Oh, God. It's unwatchable. <laughs> no, nah, it's pretty watchable. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. All right, like. people. But you uh, should be watching the Euros. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna head out on that note. So, you know. Yeah, just... we'll just argue for too long otherwise. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, this is Neil. And that's Phil. And, you know, Plan yeah. Scams Episode 6, out. Next week, we'll definitely have the guests, you know, come hell or high water, and you'll have to listen to us banter about the Euro or, you yeah, know, Yeah, there won't be as much filler. Although exactly. the Euro will still be going on, so you might have to you might ask some, You might have some Euro filler, yeah. Depends if England's being knocked out, yeah. <laughs> Alright, folks, um, catch you later. Finance scans. Right, see you later, guys. Out. <laughs>